The following podcast is sponsored by StructureTech. One of the things that is now uh, becoming more important in renovations is to be aware of whether or not there's asbestos content in your home. Many of us probably don't realize that there's asbestos in more materials common in our houses than we would have suspected or hoped. As recently as 1993, the uh, mud or the, the compound, drywall compound used in homes contained enough asbestos that it creates quite a hazard now if it's exposed and the dust becomes airborne. Home construction as late as 1990 included the use of asbestos-containing materials. At its peak use, asbestos was incorporated into more than 5,000 products. Asbestos was a popular construction option because it's sturdy, it insulates, and it's fire-resistant. Asbestos may be located in roofs, insulation, attics, ceilings, basements, exterior siding, flooring, and steam pipes. Asbestos that is intact is not harmful. Asbestos becomes harmful when it's dislodged and fibers enter into the air. This is Structure Talk, a podcast from Minnesota's most highly rated home inspection company, Structure Tech. We're the people who do home forensics and deliver the unbiased truth about your property. Structure Talk is hosted by our home inspection specialists, Ruben Saltzman, Tessa Murray, and Bill Ulrich. Welcome, everybody, to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. I'm Bill Ulrich. Today, I'm here with Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. And we were going to dig into the topic of asbestos today. As home inspectors, we run into asbestos in houses on a semi-regular basis. And it's one of those issues that always seems to bring up a lot of questions. And people... They always ask, is it okay if that's there? Or what should I do with this? What should I do with that? So we're gonna we're gonna scratch the surface on asbestos today. So Ruben, what are the the common types of asbestos products we run into while doing a home inspection? It could be just about anything. I mean, as I look around the room right now, you could have asbestos in the popcorn ceiling, in the drywall, the drywall tape, the mud, the wallpaper, the carpet, the carpet adhesive. I mean, basically, if a material is not made out of wood or metal, it may contain asbestos. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. I mean, people will will talk to us and say, hey, I want you to test for asbestos. And it's like, test what? (laughs) It it could be in anything. And we learned that from an industrial hygienist, an engineer, right? Yeah, someone who taught us. Yeah, an ASHI chapter session. ASHI is a professional organization we all belong to, American Society of Home Inspectors. Get a little geek speak going Mm -hmm. on in here. So that's a lot of stuff. My confidence meter is real low right now. Like I'm feeling like I'm walking into an environmental hazard surrounding me. Well, the good news is that for most of these materials, the asbestos is going to be well encapsulated or we're well entrained in the material. It's not going to become airborne. When it when it's really loose and it becomes easily airborne, that's what we call friable. Friable. Yeah, thank you. Why is friable matter? Well, it it becomes easily released into the air and then you can breathe it in and it gets into your lungs and that's when bad stuff happens. It's either what is it? It's mesothelioma. Asbestosis and lung cancer. Lung cancer. Those are kind of the three big things. And I think one of those, there's a little overlap. I think mesothelioma might be a form of cancer. We're not doctors. No, we're not experts. We just know it it ain't good. It's not good to breathe in. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we know that. Okay. So we know it's not good. But let's bring this back to the home inspection. Somebody's buying a house. What do they need to be concerned about? 
And what are you pointing out specifically during your inspections? Tessa, I'm going to go to you. That's a great question. Well, there's a few materials that we're pretty sure contain asbestos. It's, it's known. So those, those products, if we see them, we'll mention them to the homeowner. And like Ruben said, if it's a friable material, we'll definitely talk to them about that, what that means, the, the health potential health concerns with it, and recommend having it remediated by a professional abatement company. Some of those products that we see commonly, older houses that have boiler pipes, if they're insulated, usually it's this kind of white looking insulation that's wrapped around the pipes. That's usually, you know, asbestos containing. Okay, um, I've seen that. Yeah. Yep. Another product that we see a lot too is it, it's kind of a, an insulation to on old ductwork and it looks similar it's a white kind of looking wrap around old ductwork and then nine by nine floor tiles that's a pretty common one if we see the nine by nine floor tiles we call it out we mention it but they've done research on houses that have these nine by nine floor tiles to see if there's hazardous levels of, of asbestos in the air and there really isn't right Ruben no no, that is that is so well like embedded inside those tiles. I mean, you would have to go way out of your way to make it a hazard. You'd have mm-hmm. to take like an angle grinder and purposely <laughs> try to get the stuff airborne, turn mm-hmm. it into a powder. Otherwise, it's embedded inside there. It's yeah. it's not a hazard. And it's not only the 9 by 9 tiles, the adhesive. The adhesive, the glue. That, yeah. Okay. Holds it down. Why do you cite just 9 by 9? I mean, these tiles comes in all in all shapes and sizes. Well, if it's a 9 by 9 floor tile, it's basically a guarantee that it's going to contain asbestos. Okay. And I used to tell people that when it changed over, when it when we started using 12 by 12s, that they stopped adding asbestos. Insert foot in mouth. That was <laughs> not correct. Our industrial hygienist yeah. taught us that no, 12 by 12s may contain asbestos too. Okay. Yeah. Most of it doesn't, but it's still... Yep. can. Don't make a sweeping generalization mm-hmm. like that. You don't mm-hmm. know unless you test it. But I'm not yeah. an advocate of testing floor tiles. Yeah. I see no value in testing. If it's nine by nine, just assume it contains asbestos. That's now, it. another product I didn't mention earlier, but it does come up, is transite asbestos ductwork. Ductwork that is in the slab. So houses that have, you know, like a walkout basement or just a basement that's got ductwork in the slab, sometimes that ductwork can be made out of asbestos. Back up though, Tess, because you said transite and everybody seems to call sub slab ductwork transite heat. That's like the standard term for it. This drives you nuts, doesn't it, Ruben? It does. So I'll clarify. (laughs) Sub slab ductwork is different than transite ductwork. Transite means it's asbestos. And so somehow along the line, people got confused that when you have ductwork in the slab, it's called transite ductwork, but that's not accurate. Yeah, it's only transite if it actually contains asbestos. Asbestos. Otherwise, you call it sub slab heating. Is that pretty easy for you to identify? Yeah. It sticks out like a sore When we see it, we know it. Okay. And you just had a recent situation where somebody was kind of freaked out about it. What what did you hear about, Tess? Well, we we should have talked about this on the podcast we just did about controversial issues. Because you say that it's easy to find, but this was actually a townhome. And it had ductwork in the slab. And this townhome was built, I think, in the 80s maybe the 70s. And usually what we do to try and identify if it is, you know, transite ductwork is to remove a register cover 
in the floor and actually take a look at the ductwork. And usually you can see kind of the cut edges of the duct and you can identify if it's if it's this transite material. You scratch away on it until it becomes yeah, pliable. Yeah, exactly. Then... I scratch it and then breathe in the dust. Yeah. yeah. The sniff test. The sniff test. <laughs> Smells like asbestos. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I was in this townhouse and I, I did that on every single floor register cover that I could see. And there was metal ductwork. Well, they lined the, they lined the duct with metal and I... All I could see was just this metal, and it didn't look like it was transite. So I, I didn't make any comment about it being an issue. And it turns out the person buying this property was actually a real estate agent, and there was another townhouse in the same development that was for sale at the same time. And apparently she had access to the inspection report from that, and the inspector had identified what they thought to be transite ductwork. And so she called me freaking out because she was concerned about having this asbestos ductwork. Well, if it feels like I understand her concern. If this product is only bad when it's airborne, it just happens to be in the ductwork that's, you know, housing the air that's being blown around your house. Eh, I could see why it might be a problem. When we come back, we're going to talk about one specific type of asbestos product that is lurking in many houses. And this is the one that most people have the most concern about. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech1.com. Are you looking for peace of mind when it comes to buying a home? StructureTech is on the case. At StructureTech, we provide a comprehensive menu of inspection services so you can make the most intelligent decision on your home purchase. We also offer radon testing, mainline sewer inspections, level two chimney inspections, and specialized stucco inspections. StructureTech, delivering the unbiased truth. Please visit us online at StructureTech1.com. You're listening to Structure Talk, brought to you by Structure Tech, the most highly rated home inspection company in the Midwest. Delivering to you the unbiased truth about your home. All right, Tess, I want to hear how this whole thing worked out. So this real estate agent was really concerned, obviously, because you'd think that the air that you're breathing moving through asbestos ductwork would be a health concern, right? Yeah, I, I um, believe that. So she contacted, what's it called? Technical Services. Yeah, Legend Technical Services. They're a company that does testing. And one of the testers there, the engineers came out, basically said, I feel bad about charging you for this test. Basically, this this ductwork is not, not a health concern. Yeah, it, it takes a lot to get that airborne. It's just like the 9x9 floor tiles. I mean, you'd have to really go out of your way to damage it to the point of having it become airborne. You'll have duct cleaning companies who will say, oh, we're not even going to clean this duct work because it's a health hazard, but I don't buy any of that. I've listed that as a concern on my blog because I know that people will bring it up. But as far as I'm concerned, it, this is a zero. This is just like asbestos and many other products where it's well encapsulated. It's not a health concern. It just exists. Okay, I know there's one more product out there that we've yet to touch on. So Ruben, I'm gonna throw the softball over to you. This is vermiculite insulation. Okay. This is insulation that came from a mine in Libby, Montana. And I'd say, you know, maybe like 95% of the vermiculite that we find in attics came from that mine. And it was made by this company called Zonalite which was, who owned them? It was them? owned by W.R. Grace That's Company. It, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think they manufactured it from what the 1940s to the 80s. It it was a long period. I, yeah. That sounds that sounds right. Maybe yep. even 30s through the okay. 80s. Yeah, and we find we find that in houses that are pre 1930s 40s, people that bought that product later and added it to older existing homes. We've we've found homes where you have unopened bags in the yeah. in the attic. <laughs> Seriously, we've got pictures of it. Yeah. And and just so people know what this stuff looks like, it's super light, fluffy stuff. How would you describe it? it? I mean, it's looks like, like it's little, shiny. little shiny pebbles. I would describe it as like little little kind of silvery gold looking little yeah. pebbles. Yeah. And, and the weight is similar to popcorn. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that light. light. Mm-hmm. So it's mined out of the earth. It's called expanded mica, correct? Or That's, yeah. And so this piece of ground that that <laughs> they've come out, they've altered it a little bit and put it in a bag and sent it out to be yeah. Mm-hmm. And, houses. and this stuff, unlike all these other products we've been talking about, that you know maybe are a concern, maybe not. This stuff is absolutely a concern. And I I've known about this for a long time. And my advice used to be when I'd find this in an attic. I'd say, well, yeah, it's vermiculite and it may contain asbestos. And I'd follow the EPA's recommendation. I'd say, leave it alone. Don't disturb it. If you Mm -hmm. are going to disturb it, then you should test for asbestos. And turns out that wasn't good advice. Yeah, I lived by that recommendation too. When I worked for for an insulation company for five years, that's what we used to tell our clients. Yeah. That very advice. And it it turns out it's bad advice because the EPA threshold for an asbestos-containing product is 1%. If it contains less than 1% asbestos, it's not an asbestos-containing product. Well, as part of this class action lawsuit against the W.R. Grace Company, manufacturers of Zonalite, there was a study done on the effects of vermiculite insulation containing less than 1% asbestos like they studied the exact product that we're saying is not a big deal turns out it's just super nasty like just a little bit of routine cleaning in an attic that has this stuff or replacing a bath fan below Mm -hmm. the stuff or a light fixture below it or any of these things that a homeowner might accidentally do if they live in this house makes this stuff become airborne and it stays airborne for like a week or two and it gets distributed throughout the entire home and it's there's three types of asbestos particles or something and i don't even remember what type they are but it's it's the worst out of the three Mm -hmm. the the one you really don't want to get in your lungs and it becomes airborne for a really long period of time so they said with this stuff it doesn't matter how much asbestos is in there it's really bad for you yeah, and the the big difference being that the EPA guidelines are based off of basically solid products, right? Like floor tiles and the, the transite ductwork, whereas vermiculite, it's a loose fill insulation, and it's it behaves completely differently. Yeah. Well, and it just happens to be in the ceiling. And gravity being gravity, it could uh, easily become... Disturbed. F- disturbed and friable. So the way I understand it is particle size is an issue. And the vermiculite particle size are like really, really, really super small. And so that's why they're, they don't settle down forever. Yeah. But I believe, and do you know exactly where to find this information? There is a great resource that talks about vermiculite insulation. Mm-hmm. Zonalite attic insulation. And I'll, I'll just link to it on this podcast just to make it easier for people. But it, yeah, it's, it's zonaliteatticinsulation.com. Okay. Okay, and I believe there's a talk on YouTube that actually explains 
all of this on a very technical basis. So we're we're talking about things that we are not expert at. So you can go to YouTube and you can type in Zonalite Insulation Trust and you'll get a great explanation of what we're talking about. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to dig a little bit into this trust and what to do and what it costs to get this zonalite, vermiculite insulation out of your attic, and it's going to be really good information. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech1.com. Are you looking for peace of mind when it comes to buying a home? StructureTech is on the case. At StructureTech, we provide a comprehensive menu of inspection services so you can make the most intelligent decision on your home purchase. We also offer radon testing, mainline sewer inspections, level two chimney inspections, and specialized stucco inspections. StructureTech, delivering the unbiased truth. Please visit us online at StructureTech1.com. You're listening to Structure Talk, brought to you by Structure Tech, the most highly rated home inspection company in the Midwest. Delivering to you the unbiased truth about your home. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. I'm Bill Ulrich, alongside Ruben Saltzman and Tessa Murray. So, Ruben, we were talking about vermiculite insulation before the break. So, what does somebody do if they have this product in their house? I'd say the first thing to do is go to the Zonalite Attic Insulation Trust website, mm-hmm. which I've linked to here, and they've got a form that you fill out to start the claim process. And then the trust will send you a test kit. Like, I mean, they'll send you like a nice $30 respirator, same same type that we use in our house. Wow, attics. really? They, they send out a respirator? Yes, yes. Wow. It's, it's crazy. They That's send great. one of those out. And, and side note, on, on this trust, this is like one of the biggest class, class action. action lawsuits that's ever happened. I mean, this was hundreds of millions of dollars from the W.R. Grace company. And the, the company in charge of this trust, their responsibility is to educate the public and disperse the funds. That mm-hmm. is their duty. Yeah. So they're looking for ways to do this. I mean, they're buying radio ads, TV spots, mm-hmm. trying to educate the public. So it's like, oh, can we spend 30 bucks on a mask? Yeah. Yeah, that's part mm-hmm. of it. So they'll send you the mask and they'll send you a little test kit. You go in your attic, you take a little scoop of it carefully. <laughs> wearing your mask. Don't you, breathe. You, exactly. Yeah. You send it into them and they don't test for asbestos because remember, it's, it's pointless. Yeah. They test for a, a trace mineral that was found in this mine. I believe it's barium. barium. Yeah. Okay, so why don't they test for asbestos? Because different sections of the mine may or may not have had asbestos. You can have a whole ton of asbestos in one part of your attic and just about none in the other part. That's not going to be consistent. But the, the trace mineral barium, that's going to be consistent throughout. And they, they know if it came from this mine, it's bad stuff. Okay, does the barium indicate the mine? That's right. Okay, so then there's other places in the world where this product is mined too? Yeah, like maybe 5% of it may come from other places and it's no harm. Okay, gotcha. You have the test kit, you send it into to the trust. What's the turnaround time on results? Any I have ideas? no idea. Don't know what That's that is. That's a good question. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, bottom line is you, you send it over to them and then they will either confirm or deny that it, it came from that mine. And if they confirm it, then it's your responsibility as the homeowner to get rid of it. Yeah. You, you got to pay an abatement company to come in and basically take a gigantic wet dry back and suck it out. Is that about right? No, Tess. There's you know some more red tape around that. I mean, there's, I... That's I, not all there is? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a process and it's it's not cheap either. But I believe the trust, I think they will reimburse the cost of having it abated and your attic re-insulated. It's like 55% of the cost up to 4200 I think. Okay. So, you know, they won't cover 100% of the cost, but they, they can cover a big you're chunk You're $3 of off, Tessa. Am I? Very good. I'm <laughs> looking it up it? here right now. Yeah, it's 55%, 4203.37. There we go. Let's clarify one thing. Ruben, you said if it's found, then the seller has to, or the homeowner has to get rid of this. They don't no, have to do no, no, anything. No. They don't have to. Okay, that, good. That would just be the next step. Gotcha. And, and you know, you, you determine that you've got it. You, you need to pay to get rid of it before you can get any money from this trust fund. You need to submit okay. your receipts. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And boy. It's a reimbursement. The guy who's in charge of this trust fund came out and taught at our ASHI chapter. And man, he had some good stories about people trying to trying to dupe them, trying to kind of work the system and submit false receipts and all that. It's unbelievable what people do, but they're really good at sniffing them out. Yeah. Okay. So then the cost to remove this product, any ideas? I know exactly. I just had an agent calling us yesterday asking for a recommendation for a an, an abatement company. Mm-hmm. So I did some calling around and I talked to some people yesterday. They said they charge $7 mm-hmm. a square foot. So you got okay. a thousand square foot home. You'll have a thousand square foot attic, and that'd be about seven thousand dollars to remove it. Okay, so Tessa, when you're putting new insulation into an attic, what typically can you do that for? It all depends on the type of insulation that you're putting in. Okay, so ballpark. You could spend anywhere from probably two to four thousand dollars. Most people are going to charge between about two and four dollars a square foot. Yeah. Okay, so it's seven dollars a square foot to get it removed. Okay, so doing the math, that's ten, eleven dollars a square foot, right? Pull it out, Mm -hmm. put it back in. The trust will pay up to $4,200 and 55%. Mm -hmm. So, okay. What's an average size attic? Anywhere from maybe 1,000 to 2,500 square feet. It just really depends. A 2,500 square foot attic would be huge. Well, and it's probably probably not the type of attic that had been insulated with this type of material. So these are probably older, smaller houses, maybe 1,000 square feet. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. So you're going to eat half of this bill. Yeah. 10 grand, and you're going to eat. You know, fifty eight hundred bucks. About half of it, but mm-hmm. at least there's Maybe a lot a of money more. out there to help you with. Yeah, it. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, it Better could be a nothing. lot worse. People love can lights, and in, in this world we live in now, and <laughs> drilling a hole in a ceiling with vermiculite insulation falling out of it is probably not a great idea. Yeah, I can't tell you how many attics I dug around in personally that had vermiculite in them, thinking that the information on the EPA's website was what we should follow in terms of have it tested. If it comes back less than one percent oh, asbestos, I... then it's okay. And yeah. every attic we ever sent in samples always came back less than 1% asbestos. Yeah. I did it at my own house. I used to have a home in Minneapolis and mm. back in 2007 or whatever, when I remodeled the upstairs, had it tested. They said, doesn't contain yeah. it. And they just sucked it all out with a wet dry vacuum. Was basically. that the company I worked for? <laughs> no, no, okay. it was not. I won't tell you who it was. The one thing is there's a lot of houses that are laying around that have issues and air quotes issues, right? This is just one of them and you can fix it. It's not the end of the world. It's just something we find in the process of doing our job and we offer solutions. We help people get to reasonable solutions. I want to say from a home inspection perspective, we didn't talk about this, but home inspection standards of practice do exclude the identification of asbestos and all other types of environmental hazards. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's not covered by home inspection standards of practice, but 
just about every good home inspector I know, when they see this stuff, if they see an asbestos-containing material, something that's known to contain it, they're going to point it out to their clients. So even though your home inspector doesn't have to, good home inspectors are still going to point this stuff out. Great. Awesome. Well, this podcast is going to be one where you absolutely want to go to the website because there's going to be links to some very technical information. So check out structuretech1.com, find the podcast. You can dig into all the links from there. Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll catch you next time. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at structuretech1.com. Thank you.